Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said again to him, Again, it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and suddenly the angels came and waited on him. The Gospel of the Lord. So I'd like to begin this sermon in prayer as we continue the Lenten season, which is a time for reflection and connecting with God. It comes from my mother's Lutheran book of prayer, which was given to her in 1974, and is something that I would like to share with you. Lord, bring us close to your cross that we might know how you loved us and gave yourself for us. We would keep Lent, Lord, in a way that is pleasing to you as we follow you from the garden to Calvary. Do not let us follow afar off, lest we deny you. Help us watch and pray, and with you that we may not fall into temptation. Enlighten us that we may not see by faith that you knelt in prayer for us, that you, the Holy One, were judged a criminal by unholy men for us, that you suffer the whiplashes of angry sinners as our sinless Savior, that you stumbled under the cross as our suffering servant, that you died as the Lamb of God in our steed and for our sake. Lord Jesus, through it all, help us in your prayer, the single purpose for which you endured pain and death. Amen. The Lenten season is among us, and it started this past week on Ash Wednesday. Today is the first Sunday in Lent, and as you came into the sanctuary, you were visually welcomed by the color purple. You can see it on the banners on the wall, on our lectern, and on our altars. The purple signifies a somber season of reflection and repentance. This 40-day period named Lent came to us a millennium ago in Europe. It meant springtime and points us towards the lengthening of days that brings us to Easter in the spring. The season of Lent symbolizes Jesus' 40-day journey in the desert that consisted of fasting and being tempted by Satan. Our 40-day Lenten journey is meant to reflect on this experience and to remember the sacrifices Jesus made for us during his life, death on the cross, and resurrection. We do this through prayer, self-reflection, and by having faith in Christ's promise. To set the stage for the temptation of Jesus, it's important to point out that as soon as Jesus was baptized, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. 
without delay. No baptism luncheon, no pictures, no time with family. It is clear he's going to be put to the test with temptations prior to his ministry beginning. It is as if Satan wanted to do anything possible to stop Jesus from fulfilling Scripture because even Satan knew the power of the Word of God. The temptation is the first time we see the sacrifice that Jesus is willing to go through for us. We are meant to focus our attention on Christ and have faith in his ability to fulfill God's promises and to fulfill Scripture, which is the Word of God. In every response to Satan, Jesus refers to Deuteronomy from the Hebrew Scriptures. He does this because it is here where there are examples of how we shouldn't question God, but have faith in God's Word and promise. The Word of God brought the Israelites to the Promised Land after 40 years. The Word of God equipped Jesus to overcome Satan after 40 days of fasting and wandering in the wilderness. And the Word of God is meant to encourage us to overcome temptation and live into what Christ taught us during his ministry. To love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The Israelites were tempted against the great commandment as depicted in Deuteronomy just as much as each and every one of us are today. It is through the word of God that both our biblical ancestors and us can find inspiration to overcome those temptations. An example of being tempted to love your neighbor as yourself can be found through the temptation to be selfish. Over the past year, I've frequently gone into the library. I quite often check out several books, and I usually get help from someone named Humphrey. He normally works in the library during the evening. And when I came in contact with him, I always said, hello, thanks for your help. Have a great night. I know I get a lot of books, and you're so helpful. Just thank you. And I continued to do this for over a year. And just until recently, through a sequence of fortunate events, I was able to learn more about him and become friends. I learned that he's a PhD candidate at the Lutheran Seminary, and he's joined by his wife and son. He was previously a seminary professor in Ghana and is here on scholarship through the ELCA. That he recently defended his PhD dissertation entitled, Making Sense of the Divine an examination of the African independent church's symbolic theology as embedded in their use of the Old Testament architecture, sacred spaces, sacred objects, and symbols today. In simpler terms, he taught me how the congregations from his homeland mirror their worship around Hebrew scripture and focus their preaching on the gospel that describes the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ as well as Christianity is growing faster than anywhere else in the world in Africa. Everything I learned from him was fascinating, and my understanding of global Christianity increased tenfold in just a few conversations. To think I would never have learned any of that or developed a relationship with him if I didn't stop allowing myself to succumb to the temptation to be selfish to not love my neighbor, and to continue on my day without ever getting to know him or about his story. Another temptation that we all struggle with to include myself is the temptation to just go through the motions. For me personally, my daughter Maggie is quick to remind me if this occurs. She keeps me in check. So for example, she taught me this song about animals getting up in the morning and how they always say hello. 
It goes like this. When the cow gets up in the morning, she always says hello by mooing. And when a dog gets up in the morning, he always says hello by barking. And the song goes on and on. And when she was singing this song, she noticed I wasn't paying attention and was just going through the motions. So when she was done singing, she kindly asked me to repeat the song. And when I was unable to sing the song back to her, she said, No, Daddy, that is not how the song goes. Now, to be honest with you, I may not have been able to sing the entire song back to her perfectly, regardless if I was paying attention 100%. But that isn't the point. We have temptations all around us to go through the motions and be distracted or be partially present in the activities we partake in throughout the day. When we are not fully present, we feel the, temptation, the tension to not love God with our whole heart, soul, and mind. We can get caught up in distractions in the whirlwind of life. It takes us looking out for each other, for our family, and for our community to help us stay centered on what is most important. Despite these temptations, all is not lost. The temptation to be selfish or to go through the motions are just some of the temptations that each of us face every day. Jesus experienced extreme temptations in the wilderness so he could understand what we go through and to fully take on our struggle. Our focus on Jesus' temptation isn't meant for us to compare our experience to his, rather to know what he understands and emphasizes with our struggle. Jesus wasn't alone in the wilderness with his temptations and challenges as God was with him and never once abandoned or forsaken him. We are not alone with our struggles either. Jesus is present with us every step of the way. Even if we cannot feel the presence of God, we have scripture. It was through this word that Jesus overcame temptation and Satan. One way to fight temptation is with scripture. Scripture is so important that it is rooted in everything we do in worship. The emphasis to go back to Scripture and incorporate it into this way comes approximately from 500 years ago during the Lutheran Reformation. Scripture is the foundation of the Augsburg Confession, the Book of Concord, which provide us the foundation for our church today. In worship, Scripture is found in our confession and forgiveness or the call to worship by listening to the Word of God during readings in the sermon by participating in the sacrament of Holy Communion, where we say, Jesus, exactly what he said, the body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. And even during our sending, when we say, go in peace, be the light of Christ. The word of God is also available to us in Bibles, on our phones, in any electronic device that we own. Luther's emphasis of putting the Word of God in the common language lives on, and we can 24 hours a day, seven days a week, embrace God's promises. They are real and available to us so that we may find comfort in them at any time. We can use Scripture to nourish our faith in Jesus Christ and to do our best to overcome temptations. Resisting every temptation and living a sinless life is impossible for everyone except Jesus And God recognizes the realities we face along our faith and life journey. Along the way, if we do wrong, God will make us right. If we mess up, God will put us back together. As God's love never runs out, 
no matter if we stumble and succumb to temptations from time to time, God is the God of mercy. God is the God of compassion and sent his only begotten son to die for the forgiveness of our sins. Amen.